Hi, it's Melissa Moore. Welcome to Mile High Magazine. So good to have you back here on this Sunday morning. And we're going to do things a little bit different today. Usually I talk to one guest. Today I'm talking to two guests. Uh, first, we're going to start with an organization has a big national reach, but they also have a very local presence. I've been involved with them for years. and I know a lot of you have as well. And that is the National Brain Tumor Society. And we've got the Senior Director of Regional Development, Suzanne Isbell. Hi, Suzanne. Hello. Hello, how are you? It is good. I am doing well. It is good to talk to you. Well, let's talk a little bit and kind of about some basics with the National Brain Tumor Society. Tell us about your mission. What is it? So our mission, in a nutshell, is to conquer and cure brain tumors once and for all. I know it's a very lofty mission. However, there's many different avenues that we take to accomplish our goals with regard to our mission. Uh, We are here to support care partners. We are here to support patients. We are here to help patients navigate a brain tumor diagnosis and basically everything in between. Anything that speaks to a diagnosis of a brain tumor, either malignant or benign, we are here to help and we are here to partner with you to navigate that journey. And tell me, how prevalent are brain tumors in society today? They are still considered a rare cancer. Uh, They affect about 700,000 of the population currently in the United States. Uh, However, despite the fact that they are still considered a rare cancer, they are very, very devastating. Uh, Even if they are not, uh, if you don't receive a fatal diagnosis Mm -hmm. uh, with a very terminal illness, uh, you're definitely impacted in other ways, uh, both physically and mentally with being diagnosed with a brain tumor. Well, explain that. How are you impacted physically and mentally? Uh, It depends. It it affects your quality of life really at the core level. Uh, It could be anything from experiencing seizures to uh, really debilitating uh, headaches or other things uh, such as paralysis on one side of your body. Those are the very, very scary side effects of Mm -hmm. what could happen with a brain tumor diagnosis. However, if caught early and treated early, the quality of life could be better. Okay. And that's really your goal is to help those folks. Anything they need, everything they need, we're here for them as a uh, pillar within our community. And explain to me when you say what you do, give some examples of some of the things that the National Brain Tumor Society does to help people who and families who've been diagnosed. Absolutely. So I'll, I'll speak to it chronologically. Uh, if someone is diagnosed with a brain tumor and reaches out to us, or if their care partner has someone in their family or their peer group who is diagnosed with a brain tumor and reaches out to us for support, we're able to offer such things as virtual support groups, which speaks to the population across the country. Um, We're able to make peer-to-peer connections with other people experiencing similar brain tumor journeys, uh, either as a care partner or as a patient. We can help them navigate through the brain tumor experience. Um, That could be anything, and and it varies from person to person, of course. Uh, That could be anything from connecting them to financial resources uh, that could help them kind of uh, carry the burden of uh, the financial burden that comes along with being diagnosed with such a illness. We could connect them with Uh, We can help them with uh, therapy Mm -hmm. and other physical therapy after they're experiencing their um, craniotomy or initial operation to remove the brain tumor. Um, It could be clinical trials. If they qualify for clinical trials in the area, we help them find those clinical trials and uh, fill out the paperwork that could be lengthy and very complex 
to qualify for those clinical trials. Okay. So there really is a whole host of different avenues that we go. Um, typically, I would say at diagnosis, either you know someone diagnosed with a brain tumor or you yourself are diagnosed with a brain tumor, mm-hmm. go to our website. And uh, <laughs> I hate to say it, but avoid the uh, Google rabbit hole uh, that happens when someone is diagnosed with something very complex like that. Well, and that is so tough to do. I think anytime we get diagnosed with something or we hear of someone, first thing we do is we become a, a doctor. We self-appoint ourselves as the doctor on Google. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And really, our website offers so much information. But please know that we are here. We are live in person. We have patient navigator services that could help you better understand what your doctor is telling you about this very scary diagnosis. Uh, we have uh, social workers on site that could help you. Every one of the National Brain Tumor Society is a phone call away. Mm. And that is such good news to hear because I would assume that getting a diagnosis like having a brain tumor, whether it's benign or malignant, really probably does just almost devastate you at first because you don't understand. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So somebody gets that diagnosis, they hear about it. Are you one of the first phone calls that you find a lot of those folks make? Not necessarily. It really could be to the general the general MBTS hotline, if you will. Uh, we kind of field uh, calls from all different directions and then try to connect the right person to that person who's asking a particular question. Uh, it doesn't always start with me. My role at the National Brain Tumor Society is to bring the community together uh, on the West Coast and inside <laughs> and off the West Coast into Colorado yep. to bring the community together. Uh, to have one supportive event day um, and a fundraiser to raise money for research and all of the different programs that we fund. So I wouldn't necessarily be the first person that someone would reach out to upon getting a brain tumor diagnosis. Mm -hmm. However, if they find me and I'm that person, I am happy to liaise with everyone that they could connect with at the National Brain Tumor Society that could be of help to them. Well, and that's kind of what I meant is the fact that somebody does get diagnosed with a brain tumor and they reach out to the NBTS. Um, Explain the local connection because it is a national organization, but I also know you're involved, like you were saying, you have the West Coast or the West side of the states. Explain that local support that you can get in the presence in the community with the National Brain Tumor Society. Well, just as you would anticipate with a rare type of cancer, a rare diagnosis, we are a smaller organization. Uh, our organization uh, has less than 60 employees, so the, the local touch point is very, very local. I myself live on the West Coast and work with folks, essentially anyone west of the Mississippi, uh, to help them kind of navigate on a local level this brain tumor diagnosis. And that could be connecting them with particular doctors who speak to their particular diagnosis. This could be connecting them with another person who is dealing with a diagnosis of the same of the same type mm-hmm. uh, or maybe at a similar point in their brain tumor journey. So really being a connector at the community level, at the grassroots 
grassroots level is my function at the National Brain Tumor Society. And again, we are a smaller organization, so the dotted line is never too long or far right, away right. from connecting from connecting patients and care partners with that right person. Well, and I know that you do work here in the Denver metro area. Uh, tell us about how you raise money here. So uh, essentially, it really is a grassroots effort. Uh, we work with the community. We have a full event planning committee who goes out into the community, hangs flyers, and really just spread the word and spread awareness, both in a digital respect as well as a um, you know pen to paper respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, they really spread the word about what we're doing at the National Brain Tumor Society, and we find that people typically come to us organically um, when they start inevitably going down that Google rabbit hole when being diagnosed. They find us pretty easily, which is great. Um, and then they want to get involved. They want to be a part of a community that understands what they're going through. Again, either on the care partner side or the patient side. And then they find us, they find our event, they come, they see what it's about, and they recognize that it's always the last community they ever want to be a part of. No mm-hmm. one ever wants to hear you have a brain tumor. Our community embraces them with open arms and is such an incredible resource to them that they find a home mm-hmm. with our community within their area. Well, I was so impressed. So last year, um, I was the MC out at the walk at Sloan's Lake and got to meet so many great people. And one of the women I was talking to herself had been diagnosed with a brain tumor and found out about the National Brain Tumor Society and then found out there was a walk in Denver and she flew in. I think it was from Texas just to be a part mm-hmm, of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's true. We again, it's it's that a tough problem of being a rare diagnosis. We are a smaller organization, so we can't be everywhere all the time, but we definitely try to be. So we host events in Northern California, Southern California, Colorado, Philadelphia, D.C. Uh, we have a new event that just happened in Georgia, at Atlanta, Georgia. Um, so there, we're, we're definitely all over the country, and we're never too far away. Um, what's really great about our events is we also have a virtual component. So if someone isn't able to make the event and they're, you know, not able to fly or, or it's just a little too far away from them. Right. They're able to participate in our signature events program virtually. There also is opportunities within our organization to run marathons for our organization and meet people that way mm. uh, or half marathons if you're not, <laughs> if right. you're not looking to run, run a full marathon. Uh, so there was an endurance program and we also have a great program called Fundraise Your Way. So if you have a, a large network of supporters, friends, family, and the like, and you would like to host an event for the National Brain Tumor Society in your area, you can do that as well, which raises incredible awareness in areas that we just can't reach. Right. And I think that's such an important point is that you are a small organization, but I think all of us have heard about you and have heard about some of the work that you've done. So you are having a big impact. And I like the fact that you give folks a chance to raise money for you and why whatever way works for them in their community. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's true. Uh, so tell me a little bit about this year's Brain Tumor Walk and Run here in Colorado. So this year's Walk and Run is going to be both a 5K walk and a 5K run. The run will be timed. 
and a lot of people use them as qualifying raises for bigger raises. Uh, what we're going to host here is a family-friendly event that allows people to meet each other within the brain tumor community. Typically, we find people 99.9% of the time have a mission connection to a brain tumor patient or a care partner, and they're there in support. So this is an opportunity to meet those people within your community. Uh, it's also an opportunity to celebrate those people that you're honoring with a brain tumor. So it could be someone you potentially have lost and you want to memorialize them as we have a celebration of life ceremony, or you can just come in solidarity and support for someone touched by a brain tumor and cheer them on as they uh, visit our survivor tent or walk our survivor mile. Yeah, and I know last year it was really emotional seeing the big poster boards and families standing around and taking pictures and and remembering and honoring people who have been battling brain tumors. And please know those poster boards are in honor of someone touched. So it's not necessarily someone who's passed away. It could be someone still battling and we're there to support them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was really just a beautiful tribute as as you saw those pictures and and saw some of the stories. And and I love that. I love that it's both. It's survivors, it's people battling, and it's those that you're paying tribute to. Uh, For folks Mm -hmm. that want to get involved in this year's Brain Tumor Walk and Run, where is it? Uh, What time? I know you said it's a walk and a run, and and those things happen at different times. So what are all those details? So the stagger between the walk and the run is only five minutes, so no one will be waiting around too long. Uh, We have a full event program that precedes the walk and run. Uh, The entire event check-in begins at 8 a.m. at Sloan's Lake. You can find us easily by going to our website and registering there. People will come in. They will grab their souvenir T-shirt. They will have a quick breakfast, something light to eat. We also have kids' activities, such as a bounce house this year. So definitely a family-friendly event. We start our event program, hear from our speakers, one of which is a survivor speaker who is going to share her story with us. We do our celebration of life, and then the walk takes off, and we close out our program once everyone gets back in the walk and run with handing out a couple of awards for those race winners or those top fundraisers. All right. So when is the walk this year? I know you said it's at Sloan's Lake. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's September 23rd. So All we're right. for great weather and a sunny Saturday. Perfect. And what time? You said there's a five-minute minute difference between the runners and walkers. What time does everything start? So everything starts, we ask people to come at around 8 a.m. and register so they can grab their t-shirt and get all of the, the business elements out of the way and also have a chance to kind of meet, greet people around them. Everything after the event program is going to start at 10 a.m. And from there, at 10.05, we'll launch our walk. And people have about an hour to complete the walk, which is typically how long it takes. And they go at their own pace and join us back at the event site. Okay. And for folks that want to get registered ahead of time, where do they go? They can go to Braintumor.org and look for the Colorado Brain Tumor Walk and Race. And do you take same-day runners and walkers? If somebody didn't sign up ahead of time, can they still show up that morning and walk? We, we do. We do. Very 2023 of us. <laughs> uh, we, we have a QR code on site where people can register on their phone very easily, grab their t-shirt, and have that same event day experience as everyone else who's maybe registered three months in advance. All right. Suzanne Isbell, Senior Director of Regional development with the National Brain Tumor Society. Once again, the big Denver run and walk is when and what time? It is September 23rd. Join us at 8 a.m. 
Uh, we will have coffee ready and waiting for you. And uh, we hope to see you on September 23rd. Perfect. And the website one more time. Braintumor.org and look under event for the Colorado Brain Tumor Walk and Race. Perfect. Suzanne, thank you so much for your time today. Best of luck. And I'll be praying for you guys to have just a beautiful sunny Saturday. Thank you.